Good morning, Nicola. How are you on this beautiful, wonderful, rainy, rainy Monday morning? Good morning, Lincoln. I am wonderful. Can you believe it? We are actually together in a studio. It is amazing. <laughs> it is amazing. It is amazing. It is amazing. We, we're making progress. We're out of our homes. We're in a studio. Things are starting to look up. And this is the first time in a couple of years. Can you believe that? Yeah, almost, uh-huh. almost three years. Like, um, I think the last time we were in studio together was December 2019. Yeah. Holy macaroni. And that Macro. was it. Oh, my God. That's a long time ago. Yes, December 2019. Wow. Yep. That's Incredible. Exactly how time goes by quick, ain't it? And it just seems like yesterday, folks, I tell you. It does. I mean, waiting for us. <laughs> Not at all. All right, sir, let's get started. Thank you all for joining us on another episode of the Lemonade Lounge, the world's number one podcast where you get your mind, your body, and your money juices flowing. I'm your co-host, Nicola. And I'm your boss host for the day, Lincoln. And together, we would like to squeeze your lemons. Lemon Yay! Yeah. <coughs> squeezers. Come on, Nicola, join me. Lemon squeezers. <laughs> I'm not joining Lemon you. squeezers. <laughs> you know that sprinkler in the garden? That's what it is. It's springtime, so you know, we got to sing the song. You know, the interesting <laughs> thing is Lincoln is a man of lyrics. You always have to come up with a lyric. Yeah. Good for you, sir. So, Lincoln, do you know what today's topic is? I do. You already told me in advance, <laughs> so I know. <laughs> so what do you want to start with? <laughs> what is today's topic? Critical race theory, CRT. Yes, <laughs> critical race She's, theory. She does this, folks, to test me all the time. I don't know why, but she does it, right? You know, it's crazy. It's <laughs> definitely not a test. <laughs> if it was a test that I was setting up for you, Lincoln... You would know. This is not a test. It's a conversation mm. on what our topic is. So, yes, our topic is critical race theory. <coughs> um, the reason I chose this topic was I remember last year you brought it up to me, and I had no idea what critical race theory was. And ever since, I've been thinking about it, pondering on it, because I've experienced a lot of subtle racism in my life. And um, never really thought of it as racism. I just thought that that was a way of life. And so I decided I needed to dig deep into this, learn more about critical race theory, and see how it impacts myself, how it impacts my family, how in it impacts people of color in general. So <clears throat> that's the reason why our topic today is critical race theory. So um, critical race theory is a concept. It's been around for more than 40 years, and it says it it basically focuses on racism in US laws and society. But I don't really think it's just US laws and society. I believe it's here in Canada. It's in our laws, it's in our society, it's in our lives. It impacts us on a daily basis. Lincoln, what do you think? Mm, I don't know. I, I just think that uh, 
it's a, to be the truth to be told, critical race theory is just a, a term, a nice term, right? To say you need to learn about racism, you know, or, or to get your racial biases in order, in check. That's basically what it is. They're just putting a nice twist on it, you know. Um, but critical race theory has been in the global black community. It's in other communities, but I'm not speaking of that because I'm speaking of uh, the black community that the word or the term was coined from. Um, it's been in the global black community um, at different levels for many, many years, for more than 40 years, for hundreds of years. Um, it, you know, it just so happened that they um, put this together 40 years ago. <laughs> and it's and it still haven't taken effect, you know, in forty years. So I, I just think that it's it's the wrong approach. Um, you know, we're walking in the same hole over and over again and breaking our leg and getting nowhere. It's just the wrong approach. It's not it's it's not helping. Okay, so criti critical race theory was coined by um, a person by the name of Derek Bell. Right, he's he was a lawyer um, in the U.S. He attended Harvard. White or black? Black. Okay. And he attended Harvard, and he was looking at all the policies, everything um, with the civil rights movement, and he realized that certain changes were made, but even though they were made, they weren't made to benefit black people, right? They were made to um, make us feel like something was being done and to quiet us and it somewhat worked but he realized that um racism was ingrained in the policies and everything that the government did a lot of things so he wanted to bring it to the forefront so people would learn about it right now they're trying to teach this in schools right however in the u.s um there are lots of laws banning it. They don't want children to be taught about critical race theory. And the reason is they don't want Caucasian children to feel like, um, like, like their rights are being taken away. They don't want them to be burdened with this. They don't want them to know about it. Of but, course not. But I do believe <laughs> it's something that should be taught. Everybody should be taught about it. Right. Um, one thing you had mentioned was on a previous podcast, you talked about like um, how in certain areas in the U.S., like I, I, I was oblivious to this. I didn't know any of this because I don't study U.S. history and I'm focused on my life and my family. But you talked about like how certain neighborhoods um, were um, you, you couldn't get loans from the bank, things like that, things that they put into place Red to line. keep. Yeah redlining to keep black people down right mm -hmm. just just things like that and to think that that's still going on now these are very important things because this is what um the u.s was built on as we all know it was built on slavery but people need to know this and accept this and um the government needs to admit to do to to everything that happened in the past and that's still happening now and they have to put things in place so that everybody can learn about this and things can change. You know, the, the, 
the worst thing happened to black America, which impacted all blacks around the world, um, was the civil rights movement. A lot of people might disagree with that, but that's one of the worst things that ever happened to black America. And it's impacted, it has a ripple effect. And this is what a black Americans don't realize is that because they're the wealthiest black in the world, all the other worlds, black worlds, look to them. They don't realize their responsibility to the rest of the black world. And so whenever time they sneeze, then we catch the cold. You know, the Caribbean catch a cold, Africa catch a cold, you know, South America catch a cold, you know what I mean? Um, all the blacks in South Central America. So they don't realize the responsibility that they have. And so what they do, they do selfish acts like um, fighting for civil rights, right? Civil rights movements was a bad movement. We were better off economically in segregation. Segregation was the best thing for us. I still believe so. We should have our own country in America if we want to stay in America. You know, we, they should give us, I said this before over and over again, economically it would be better because critical race theory, who gives a crap if the kids taught it, learn about it or want to commingle with us or do all that stuff? You know what? Nothing's going to change. American system has not was not designed for black people to partake in it. It has never been designed, never, and still until this day, the laws they're passing does not include us. They don't think of us when they're passing these laws. They think of how it's going to affect their people, impact their neighborhoods. We're not a part of all of this. So I think we fail to realize that the only way we're going to be inclusive in the process or included in the process is by burning the whole old system to the ground, crashed zero, and they reconstructed. And that, my friends, will never happen in a million years. So we here trying to fight for something all over again, it's like the civil rights movement, which is going to go nowhere. It hasn't gone anywhere in 40 years. I disagree with you. <clears throat> I disagree with you. you. <laughs> well, the reason is... I, I do believe that once people are aware of it, and this is why they don't want to teach it in schools, they don't want to educate um, everyone, the society about it, because they know that there will be a huge impact. The system would actually be overthrown. They would have to make a lot of changes, right? So people becoming more and more aware of this, yes, you're going to see some positive change. It is possible, Lincoln. No. The positive change that's going to take place is going to naturally take place. you got to keep in mind something here. It doesn't matter what the school is teaching these kids. What matters is what they're learning at home. That's not true. And Yes, it is true. And what happens when you go home is that a lot of these things are reinforced um, into the kid's mind. Racism is a taught thing. It's something that their kids are taught. So you find that kids will go to school, they'll mingle with black people, but when they go home and their neighborhoods, they're with their, their white kids, white friends, white parents, and when they have discussions about black people, the language that used in the school is a completely different language that used at home. And so who do you think the kids... Are the kids going to get confused if it's a three-year-old or a five-year-old? 
they're going to start repeating both. And as they get older, these kids will start deciding which side they're going to be on. Now, if you were born in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and uh, then you might not have a chance with that. But maybe in the 90s and after that, then you might have a chance with a different mindset, a new mindset, like my kids' age, your children' age, right? Because now we have internet that we can learn from. We don't need school to teach us anymore. So we can learn differently from the internet. That's why Black Lives Matter was had such a huge impact in 2020. It has the biggest impact ever on black people than any other time in our history. Why? Because of the internet. And it went global. And a lot of the people, the kids, if you look at all the marches, a lot of them was 90s children um, out there marching and said, enough of this nonsense. We're not going to put up with it. And so this is what, this what has to happen. And that's the only thing. That's one of the ways that probably will burn the system down. Exactly. All these old people have to die out. And all these young 90s got to go in and say, this is nonsense. We need to change all of this. But if, if the old guards don't die out, nothing will change. Nothing will change. Because it's working perfect for them. And you do, you know, I do agree with bits and pieces of what you said. Children are actually at school for around six to seven hours every day, right? So that's a huge part of their learning. We, we send our children to school so that teachers can teach them. I remember when I was younger, um, our teachers were looked up as always being right. Not, not to disturb you um, or interrupt you, but keep in mind that a lot of these teachers themselves are also a part of the racist system. I know that, Lincoln. Okay. We all know that. So keep that in mind. Yeah. <laughs> but as I was saying, when I was, when I was younger, you know. um, my teachers were always right, right? We looked at our teachers res- with respect um, as all-knowing. They were the ones educating us. They were teaching us, right? So I send my children to school. We have conversations at home, but they also have a lot of conversations at school, So the school is a huge influence on our children. They're teaching them things that we don't know about, things that we were not taught. But as parents, you are right. It is our responsibility to educate our children at home. And our children need to learn about critical race theory, and the children at school also need to learn about critical race theory. The thing is, um, they're saying that Black students, um, black students, they, they can water down the curriculum for black students because um, it's, it's, it has a lot of information in history about um, the Europeans, right, European history. And as you know, it's all against black people. It's like everything that they did to us, right? So they could water that down, but they don't teach black history written by black people. And that's where the problem is. Because when you teach black history with our experience or our ancestors' experience, um, you could see the truth. You'll, you'll be able to feel how black people felt. You'll be able to feel their experience, the trauma, everything they went through. And that's what the problem is. 
we're not getting the true history. Of course we're not. Why would the oppressor who wants to write about their oppression, the, the atrocities that they committed to another race, why would they want to write that? They're going to write it in a way where it's not that bad. We weren't that bad to these people. Okay, that was the you past. Know, what I'm the saying is, Lincoln, write the, who wrote the history. They did, and things history. and things need and, to change. And is, is my point. What has happened in in the last um, thirty years in America? Uh, 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 something phenomenal um, happened uh, because we had a lot of kids started to enroll. A lot of black kids, especially women started to enroll in universities. And now they started to dig deep and started to learn more about their, their history. And they started to do their own research, not just the face value crap that they were learning. And some of these now become um, history buffs and, and, and scholars, some of these same people. And so what happened is that now, because of their black history research, their research, they have to go dig it up or go find it elsewhere outside of America or something, and then the internet allowed them to dig deeper, now some of the truths started to trickle out. Exactly, and That's it needs to. happening. Uh, before that, and what I'm saying, was coming out. This truth needs to be told. It should be told. It should be taught. This truth is going to be, only way this truth is going to be told is um, through the eyes of black people. No white teacher wants to stand up there, um, maybe a small percentage, and teach the truth about their atrocities. It's just, think of this for a moment. Um, the 60s was yesterday. My I wasn't time. born in the 60s, so. My time. <laughs> it was yesterday, right? So it's not that long ago. But here's, here's something that you should give a thought. When was apartheid ended? Go look it up if you don't know. Think about that. That was in the 90s. It just goes to show you the psyche of these people. right? This is a global thing. And they're all thinking the same way. Okay? About the same thing. So as I said before, the only people that are going to affect this, any kind of change, are the 90s children. The, the, the ones that born before that, we can't expect much out of them. And they're the resistors right now. So <laughs> here in Canada, we have Black History Month in the month of February, right? So this past February, my, um, my son's grade, he's in grade 7, grade 7 class, they did not learn anything about black history. And um, I decided, <laughs> well, it's on the <laughs> curriculum. What they had to do, each person just had to do a, presenta a presentation and some, a person of color, somebody that was black. That, that was their black history. The teacher did not teach anything at all about the history. And I do believe it has to do with critical race theory. Because as you teach the history, you learn about your ancestors and you see how they treated people. It is really hard to reconcile. It is really hard to admit all the wrongs that happened. It is. A lot of like people right already now, know what the atrocities I know the ancestors that, committed. But the, the younger kids, it doesn't, it, okay, <laughs> bottom line is, if they cannot teach the true history, they should not be teaching any history at all. 
So next year, I'm taking it upon myself. I am going to be approaching the school at the beginning of the school year, and I'm talking to the principals because they definitely need to do better. They have to do better. My girlfriend, she's a teacher. When When her daughter attended the school, she actually went in and she taught about black history. They had an assembly, just an assembly. An assembly is not enough. The children do need to learn the truth. And in the U.S., they're banning it. They're passing bills that this cannot be taught. Of course not. People, you need to step up and you need to ask yourself, why do they not want to teach this? We all why? know why. Of course everybody knows why. We all know. It's okay. Just like, just Thank like, you. So you know why. Just like why will they not face it? Why will they not admit to their wrongs? Why will they not make some kind of positive change? Okay, here's what. You have people like um, Mitch McConnell, who's going on national TV saying that we ain't giving you no reparations. We already give you Obama. Right? Straight up in your face. It's like spitting in your face. They don't want to hear it. They don't want to talk about it. And they're demonstrating their white power on TV in front of you, telling you that you ain't getting jack. It's like what, like what Russia is doing to Ukraine right now and the world. We ain't stopping you. You ain't stopping me, and we don't care about you. This is exactly their attitude towards the thing. You know, I really like what Morgan Freeman said. He said, why do we have a Black History Month? We do not have a white history month. Because every day is white history. Every day is black history, too. We have it. We live it. And we continue to do it every single day. Right? So I agree that these things need to be taught. The truth need to be told. Right? And, and you know, they have this this truth. Um, what's it called? There's a, It's truth. Truth. Like a truth. Um thing in South Africa where they come, they told the truth of what the atrocities they commit and then they... Confession? Apolog- uh, yeah, Are like you talking confession, about confession? Like confession. <laughs> and then they apologize. But, you know, everybody applauds that, right? Applaud that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Well, let me see what that's going to fix now. It hasn't fixed Jack, right? It hasn't fixed the... The, the dire poverty that blacks are faced in South Africa. It hasn't fixed their um, them being a, an official part of the system. It hasn't fixed anything, right? Nothing. They're still struggling. They're still apartheid. It's like slavery. When slavery ended, this is what they do to black people. You're free. You can go. And the black people are looking around going, where am I going to go? What is freedom? Like, is, I've never you know, experienced it before. You know what I mean? So, yeah. They, Learned helplessness, yeah, right? And they, and, they, and they send them out empty-handed, right? Nothing. And then these same, same people who tell you that you're free now turn around and, and uh, oh, you know what? We could hire you to work on the farm, the same one you just left. <laughs> and we give you, maybe I'll also give you a plot of land, and you farm it, and we split the profit. Right? These are the nonsense that 
took place. There was no reparations. There was no preparations. There was nothing. And the same exact thing just happened in the 90s in South Africa. Oh, oh, now we can integrate, and you're okay. You can go to school with each other, and you can do this, and you can blah, 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 blah. And then black people look around and goes, God damn. How do I do all that? How do I live my life now? Normally, it was better before. <laughs> you know, it's just... These things sometimes is I think that we are grasping at the straws and we're not going for the root. You know, um, one big thing that would fix a lot of um, um, black folks' situation is money, a big thing. And and very few people um, push this. But we need the big people like Oprah, and which they will never do this, right? The ones in the position, the Will Smith, instead of slapping Chris Rock about some nonsense with your wife, go do something that makes sense for your community, for your race. Go push for reparations so your own people could get some of the money that their forefathers and your forefathers have helped to create and the inventions that they developed to build this damn country. <laughs> right? So stop doing them focus on nonsense. And I think that's what we do. We focus on the straws instead of the root. Because the straws ain't helping us. Right? The, the branches ain't helping us. We need to go to the root. We need to dig this thing out and get what we deserve. That's what will help us. I don't mind going back to se- segregation. It works better for us. We need our own country in America. And as a matter of fact, my suggestion, America, take your $1.5 trillion and move to Africa and the Caribbean and South Central America and Brazil, where you have the largest group of black people in South America or outside of Africa, I think. So, you know, that's where we need to take our money so we can start exchanging hands, putting our money in each other's hands. Not like what we're doing now. That's the end. Those are things that come well, out. Well, we, we did talk about that, about exchanging money and all of that. That That is all good, and that's a plan. Um, that would be a start. However, the focus here is still teaching and educating people about critical race theory. Like, as I was saying... It's not going to help us. Um, yes, it, I believe it will help because people learn about this for instance when um when george floyd passed right when he was murdered Mm -hmm. um i had a conversation with one of my girlfriends and she said to me when you go to the store do you always take your receipt i'm like yes i take my receipt she's like why you've already paid for it it's known and we've seen it People get accused of stealing stuff all the time. Yeah. So as a black person, we take our receipts. I always do. Exactly. For that very reason. As a white person, you don't. You don't have So to. this was news to her because she never takes her receipt at the gas station. Mm-hmm. She, ne- she leaves it at the grocery store. It's not important to her. Mm-hmm. No. Right? No. And why I'm saying the more people learn about critical race theory, the better because from our conversation, her eyes were open. She didn't really see the importance of taking a receipt, but when I spoke to her, being a person of color, she understood that yes, black people do get carded, black people do get asked for proof of stuff that she would never get asked for. 
all right? I've experienced racism quite a bit. My children, um, my two younger ones attended a Catholic school. And I remember the very first year I joined their, their school council and we collected money for the Halloween dance-a-thon, right? We counted the money. And uh, when we counted the money, it was $5 short. $5 short. Wow. And um, <clears throat> I felt eyes on me. I was the only black person there. <laughs> and I felt eyes on me. That's right. And, um, and they're like, this has never happened before. Oh, wow. And they started calling <laughs> each other's names, right? Because they've counted the money in the past. And I was the new person. And I'm thinking, seriously, if I was going to steal from the school, how desperate would I be to steal five dollars? Mm -hmm. All right, it was um, either somebody did not count correctly, <laughs> did not check the checks, the cash, something, or somebody forgot to um, write the amount, right amount of money. Bottom line <laughs> is, um, the way I felt at that moment was awful. But this is what's ingrained in the system. Of course. Black person is there. She stole the $5. $5. Like $5, Lincoln, was going to buy my groceries for the of week. Course. Gonna take your it family. was going to clothe <laughs> my kids. It was going to pay my mortgage. It was yeah. going to put food on my table. Of course. Right? And yeah. from that moment, this is a Catholic school, a Christian school, where you're supposed to treat people well. Just the feeling the in worst. the room at that time, I was like, wow. They're the ones who enslaved us. What happened us. to the Christianity? <laughs> exactly. They enslaved us, and they're still enslaving us. Of course. They're still enslaving us. In the end, the error was actually found. It was somebody who wrote the wrong amount on a check. But obviously... Um, nobody said any, like one parent's like, oh, don't worry, I'll put the $5 in. I was not going to offer to put any money in because I didn't take the money or anything like that, right? I didn't do any of that. But what I'm saying is like with critical race theory, people will be more observant. They'll see how they make other people feel, right? They'll be more aware of the things that come out of their mouth because they'll realize that these things were ingrained in them when they were younger. This is what they were taught, and they were taught that it was okay. So um, Katanji Brown-Jackson, right? You know how she is now part of the Supreme Court, thank goodness. Well, we knew that it was going to happen. But, for instance, Ted Cruz, like, you remember all the questions they asked her, the way they treated her? And I'm thinking, do you not see that race is a problem? You would never ask a Caucasian person these questions. Let me ask you. But a it's okay to ask a black person, a person of color, those questions. Do you not see the problem right there? Let me ask you a question, though. You think Ted Cruz don't know all these things? Here's another question. He does know it. That's uh, why exactly. he's at the forefront of, of banning <laughs> critical race theory. Like I'm, I'm, one of, of the, I, this is where I was going. So, um, so he he so had you think a book. Teaching it gonna help Ted Cruz. Well, he no. knows, he knows, I think he feels like he'd have to give up his life and he'd have to go work on a plantation to make it because of everything that he knows that his people have done, right? Mm. But he had this book in his hands. It's called Anti-Racist Baby, right? Mm. Um, by Imbram Kendi. 
and he pointed to a cartoon on the pages of an infant in diapers, right, mm -hmm. taking their first walk. And he asked Katanji Jackson, do you agree with this book that babies are racist? Okay. Seriously? Yeah, that's a... This is how they do it. This is this is a part okay. of the system, Nicola. So I, I understand that it's a part of the system, <laughs> but if people you know, can't look and see that, but you it's know what? News to me. But the the, the <laughs> she the way she answered the question was really well. She explained to him that's not a part of her job, mm. right? But the thing is, babies are not racist, Ted, and you know that. Of course, their parents, such as you, teach them to be racist. Look. People learn through their environments. Of they course, learn from exactly their parents. They learn mentioned. from their teachers. Mm. People like you Is are the ones the to be racist. They're exactly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That is the problem. Until that group dies out and the group after that, we'll have this problem existing. Because... I don't believe the group needs to be died out, to die do. out. Um, because that's, that's a larger group that we're looking at, a large population, and they're in control. A lot of these um, companies are run by these people. A lot of the government's um, uh, positions are held by these people. They're the ones who are making the laws. They need to die out. They need fresh mindset. They're the gatekeepers. They're, you're not going to change anything with these gatekeepers in place. And they come on national TV and tell you that. <laughs> That's the reason why they could treat Katanja Brown like that because it's accepted. It's, it's the accept norm exactly. in the government system. Critical race theory. It's not exactly. It's not going to change these people, and it's not going to change the system. Like I said, the only way the system is going to change is if you burn it down. So the people we need to go in there, we need all these people to die out, and we need. The people, not their family, we need new people, 90s kids, to go in with fresh ideas and say, this is not working for these people. It's not working for everybody. We need to reconstruct the system so it works for everybody. That's the only thing going to change anything. The teaching of critical race theory is not going to change those people's mind. The George Floyd... Lincoln, um, group. it won't change their minds, but the younger but the generation, you're educating them so that they can make the a difference. Those are that already have the internet at their fingertips and not even listening to their parents anyways. The 90s kids I'm talking about who were born in the internet. They, you know, even if you teach them They were school, born in the internet? Yeah, in the internet. I'm going to have my kids you know? in the internet, yes. So even That's how they're going to be born. They're born in the internet. So even if, even if it's not taught in school, these kids are not a part of that old system. They're not even listening to their parents, right? The majority of them. So even if you have a tiny percentage, a 1% or a 2%, even 5% who is thinking that way, eventually they is just be a wash because they, 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 they're the, the minority. They can't hang with the majority because that kind of mentality is unacceptable. And so this is the, the thing that's going to happen. That's where the world is headed. So critical race theory don't even need to, to talk in school. We need to fight for something with meat. It has no teeth. 
critical race theory. It's, it's like I said, it's civil rights movements all over again. We're fighting for don't agree with you for foolishness. I don't agree with you. It is true. It, I'm already seeing where people are making a difference. Anyway, I want to read this to you. Um, a recent poll by the advocacy group Parents Defending Education claimed some schools were teaching that white people are inherently privileged, while black and other people of color are inherently oppressed and victimized, that achieving racial justice and equality between racial groups requires discrimination against people based on their whiteness, and that the United States was founded on racism. What do you think about what I just read, Lincoln, this quote? It's all, it's, um, it's all true. The United States was, was founded upon racism. They, in, they annihilated the, 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 the Indians. Um, and, and the conquistadors annihilated um, everybody in South and Central America. All the groups they come across, they, they wiped them out. Their, their, their mission was one thing, is to be in charge and to find silver and gold, was riches. That was their mission. And whatever it took for them to get it was what they wanted to. That's why we have slavery. <laughs> you know? Um, so they had one focus. And it mean, if it means kill everybody to, to achieve that, then that's what was going to happen. And they did kill everybody, by the way. <laughs> You know, they murdered all the Incas, the Aztecs, um, the North American Indians, they, they, and the slaves. They killed everybody. They don't talk about these things. <laughs> Nobody even talk about these things. So, anyways, yeah, so everything you just read, if we're, ta if, if we're being taught, if they're teaching in school that whites have privileges, that's true. They're not teaching that white people have privilege. No, but if that's they are, not what they're doing, but it's a given that they do. Yeah, it, they do have privilege. It's a given right? that they do it, because the system is designed for them. Okay. So how could you not have privilege in a system that's designed for you? Exactly. <laughs> I I sent you a video to watch. I'm not sure if you had the opportunity to look at it. Uh -huh. And audience, please watch it too. It's called Black Doll, White Doll. Mm. Did you look watch it? Yeah, I know the I know the video. Exactly. Mm. So with that video, they have children as young as five year olds, six year old, little black kids, and they ask them questions like, um, they put two dolls on the table, a black one and a white one, and they ask them to tell them what color the dolls are, and they ask them uh, which doll do you like best, the black doll or the white doll. The majority of these little black children chose the white doll. Of course. They asked them, which doll is the nice doll? Which doll do you think they chose? The white doll. They asked them, which doll is the bad doll? They chose the black, black one. Mm -hmm. And then they asked them, why do you think that the black doll is the bad doll? And they, the little children, five-year-olds, six-year-olds, seven-year-olds, nine-year-olds, they responded that, well, because the doll is black. Mm -hmm. So critical race theory, right there. Yeah, but this is not a new research. This I, research has been around for, for decades, for yeah, years. For many, many yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a new but research. Exactly. So what my point is, this is how ingrained 
it is in the system that black people, black children believe this at such a young age. That means they're seeing things in school. They're seeing things on TV. They're seeing things in the news to actually have that belief already at such a young age that black is bad. This is huge. So no children are not born racist, but they're taught that way. So if black kids believe this, are you telling me white children believe something completely different? No, they don't. I don't think so. No, they don't. The, 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 um, the, uh, you know, the system, you know, because I lived in America for such a long time and I've seen this, it's just so easy for me to just talk about it because something, it's something I've lived. <laughs> you know, I don't have to, to read it in a book. <laughs> I lived it myself and see it on an r- everyday basis while I was there, you know. And it still exists here. I just don't mingle and go out. It's, it's in Canada, it's an undertone, right? It's like, uh, we're racist, but we keep, we're undercover racist. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> and, and that's what I was talking to you about. Like, we, I have experienced it so yeah. many times. Yeah, me too. And I would just brush it off, mm. which is okay to brush it off. Mm. Just brush it off thinking, you know, it goes with the territory. This is normal. But no, <laughs> it normal. is not it's normal. Not normal. No. It's not normal. No. I don't let anybody right? get away with their garbage with me. Because I want them to know, you know. You're the white feet race of the universe, not me, you piece of garbage. <laughs> no, I would not do that. That's I disrespectful that. and rude. I don't there care. There are people. I've been disrespected Lincoln, Lincoln, enough. everybody is okay, not the I same. I do not care. Here's the thing, Nicola. This is the problem with black people. You know, you know every other you race. You can't loop everybody on. together. Yes, I am looping everybody together because I can. And it's the facts. Every other race loop black people you together. Can lower your voice. It's Every okay. other race they put black people all together. Just because in, they do it doesn't mean one, we need to. We it's have not to do right. The same thing because we understand that if we don't do the same thing, then we're succumbing to their garbage. I can't. Every other race I refuse put black to. people together, but black people want to go. Oh, they're not all bad. I'm sorry. Oh, they're not all Lincoln, bad. do you have any friends oh, that are know, white? Do you know which ones are good? Do you have any friends that are white? I do, yes. Okay, so some of my closest friends, my best friends, the friends that I've had the longest since I immigrated here from Jamaica, she's white. But you know what? Okay. I've seen seen the same qualities in them that I've seen in others. Okay, so what I'm saying is so every, and that's my point, that everybody is not the same. And that's why we need to educate people okay, because everybody you know is, not is not Just the same. Just like all black people are not bad, all black people are not criminals. That's how they see that's us. How, that, that's how they see... Because of the marketing. They don't all see us that way. That's why we need to educate people because everybody does not see us the exact same way. The information, you know how hard it is to change people's behavior can you change your behavior if you could change your behavior and i can change my behavior other people can change exactly if they're willing to change they can and if these people want to change their behavior enough information out there for them to seek it to do it they don't even need to seek information they just need to make a decision that i'm gonna change my behavior that's all they need to do enough uh, here's the thing we've had over a hundred years of this of talking about racism and race. Everybody knows about it. Every single 
person on the planet knows about racism and the on the on the slave trade and everybody knows about it. That's not so true. So if you need to change everybody your does behavior, not know about it. Some people do, not everyone. To change your be- if you want to change your behavior, let's talk about Americans for a moment. If Americans need to change, wants to change your behavior, they don't need to hear another word about racism. They need to just go and change your behavior and start teaching their children differently. Because they know about it. They know about the atrocities. They know about slavery. They know it wasn't good. So we don't need another um, uh, civil rights movement for people to wake up and go, oops, um, really? There was slavery? Well, the, um, this whole thing with racism? critical race theories really? is about teachers teaching it in school, <laughs> and they don't want it to be taught in school. Well, so if it's not, not taught, in school, taught in school, Nicola? the Republicans. Not just the Republicans. You, you know, not just a, it's not a Republican and it's not a Democrat thing. Mm-hmm. It's a people thing. Not just the Republicans. You might not hear white, you might not hear the white Democrats. Well, they're there. You know, you're probably right. They are there. People are people. That's true. But this is really hard because teachers are trying to teach history. They can't teach the true history because they could be obstructing a law, which is not right. It's, it's not right, but it's not about right and wrong. The people are make, making the laws. They don't make the laws um, for me and you. They make the laws for them. They make the laws because they're telling you, hey, you know what, we're doing this, but you can't. <laughs> You're not allowed to do it, but you know what? I can do whatever I want because I made this law. <laughs> you know? Okay, well, th- this is the thing. Like, I've been paying attention now uh, to structural racism, um, structural inequality, right? Um, white supremacy. These are things that I never really even took the time to think about. In, ex- in existence for how long? Forever, exactly. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Not everybody is in tune with this. I wasn't in tune with it. I know so have so because many you people. Choose not to. There is there's. It's a choice. It's it. it no, not it's a necessarily. Of my life was focused on other things. So because my life was focused on other things, this is not something that I had conversations with anyone about Lincoln. No one. Who like my friends? They don't talk about this. Like a lot of people don't know a lot of things. We live here in Canada. Most of what we're talking about is things that come to light in the U.S. And once things come to light in the U.S., guess what? It comes over to their little sister Canada, right? Because everything U.S. does, it seems like Canada follows suit with everything. It's a given. It's known. So these are not things that I ever focused on. How I'm making a difference, how I'm making a change now is I'm educating my children. I asked them, do you know what critical race theory is? No, my children did not know what critical race theory is. So I have taken it up on myself to break things down, first educate myself, then to teach them so that they know these things. 100%, they know these things. Yeah. You know what? I, I just, you know, just want to do the Rodney King. Why you you, you said you live through it, so your perspective <laughs> your perspective is different from mine. Why can't because we all just get along? You lived you in know? the U.S. <laughs> you lived in the U.S. You had these experiences continuously, yeah. right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. again, mine I had experiences, but they were subtle. 
And I brushed them off, as I said, because I thought it just went with the territory. That's just how it was. Yeah. I think that, you know, um, we're fighting for the wrong things. I just believe that there's so much more that we can fight for that will be more beneficial and have more, more of an impact on the black community than these things. You know, um, if you think of, you know, in the black community alone, um, you know, we're worth over a trillion dollars, right, in the black community. And in um, there was a study done in December, I believe, December 2021, uh, I think in the black community we spend like $400 billion dollars. We were one of one of the communities that spend the most money <laughs> over the Christmas holiday. It was just ridiculous, and there is um, there's this research that that shows that in the black community, it, the money exchange hands zero times. Yeah. In the Spanish communities, nine times. In the white communities. 11 to 13 times in the Indian communities, 11 to 13 times in the Jewish communities, 18 times in the black communities again, a zero times. So three, $400 billion spent. And how many black person get a, a dollar out of that from another black person? A zero. That's where the problem lies, folks. We need to keep our money black. That's why segregation is so beautiful for us. We need our own country in America. We need, we need America to give us California, Arizona, and New Mexico and move those mothers out um, to Texas. In other words, you're moving places. back to the U.S., Lincoln, if they not Canada. That, if we have a black country, all the black people in, in Canada going to the U.S., because we'll have our own black country. We could call it black country, black America, we could call it, you know, <laughs> black U.S., we don't care. And we'll still pay our taxes, still do our things, but we'll govern ourselves and keep our money in our community. And who the whites want to come in and live? You can come in and live. We don't care either. The Asians, it doesn't matter. Come I've never been for segregation. Sorry, Lincoln. We open our door. Don't believe we're in black it. Country. So we'll 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 you can immigrate there if you want. We don't care, right? So this is what needs to happen, and then black people power will move up. We will have more. Damn, you could just give us California. There's 40 million people in California. Well, we need more than California because it's overly populated. I don't want to go to California. Too many earthquakes. (laughs) We need the three states. (laughs) California, Arizona, New Mexico. You know what, Lincoln? I I realize (laughs) what the issue is. You're still living in the U.S. even though you live here in Canada. It's you need same. to me, get out of the for U.S. Me, and the come same. and live here in Canada. Just no, for really me, it's one here. of the same. The system is the same. The thinking is the same. The people are the same. For me, it's I don't separate the two because they're Europeans' descendants. They're all European descendants, and they all was a part of slavery, and they all was a part of the atrocities. They're forefathers, all of it. So for me, they're one of the same. I don't separate them. They're the same, whether you're in New Zealand, Australia, Canada, um, uh, South Africa, the U.S., it doesn't matter. Argentina, it does not matter. You are one of the same to me because you're all European descendants, and, and you're the ones who caused the, created the atrocities. So for me, it's the same thing. 
So I don't separate them. The system is okay. the same. Okay, let me ask you this, Lincoln. <laughs> How many years would you say you've lived here in Canada? I don't know. You've been here, what, now, 15 years? No. About 10 years? About maybe, maybe officially 10. 10 yeah. years. Mm-hmm. No, it's more than 10 years because I met you at U of T. Well, I guess around 10 years. Okay. Yeah. So you've been here 10 years. And before that, I was here, too, for a few years. Okay. I didn't just come, but I didn't stay long the first time around. Okay, have you experienced as much racism in Canada as you have in the U.S.? No. You live there? No, I've experienced it here. Okay. I get pulled over by the cops and they treat me like I'm dirt. And um, I have people, I I actually have people um, uh, call me names here. And I had um, a girl told me that she don't date the Mm N-word, you know. Um, So I've I've experienced stuff. Um, when I was going to school, I've had, I went to, I had a, a white friend that I went to his house and his parents treated me. Here like in Canada. Here in Canada. Mm-hmm. Treated me like dirt. And he was pissed off, um, because he couldn't understand why they treated me this way. And mm-hmm. I was a young kid. I was still a teenager. Um, so I've had, I've had my share of it mm-hmm. here. It's just, it's just more on, you know, under the table in Canada. Exactly. Right? It's, it's low not, key. It's not as open in your face as it is in the U.S., Right, but then again, the population and the, immig- the, the 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 numbers of migrants in Canada and the so-called brown people, <laughs> the brown people, the brown people. I hate when people calling themselves brown. You know, this color system gotta go. Um, anyways, um, what happens is that you find that um, what I find in Canada that is really massive is. The, the racism towards black people don't only come from whites. It comes from the Persians, the Indians, the Chinese. Um, when I said Indians, I'm talking India Indians and the Pakistanis. And those are, the, those are strong racial groups against blacks. And um, so it comes from everybody, the racism in Canada, from everybody. Um, and they made, make it known, those other races, make it known, we don't like you. And the reason why... They, they don't know us, but the reason why they're racist is because of the marketing that was done to black folks before they come to this country because they've seen the marketing from the U.S. The marketing is people. done worldwide. Yeah, so they've it's seen not the just from the U.S. It's worldwide. Yeah, if you watch marketing. any, yeah, yeah if yeah. if you watch any movie, you watch shows, things like that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, so yes, they do feel that way, and that's why I brought up critical race theory because. Things need to change. But you're not going to change these people. You, okay. Their kids are going okay. to be changed. So you do change. People do change. You know how I know people uh, change? Their behavior. Because my children learn things at school, and they come home, and they teach it to us. They educate us. So yeah. if certain things are being taught in school, children will learn, and they will go home, and they will also educate their parents. Before uh, I go, yeah. I don't in think it's the U.S., have that much of in impact. the U.S., in Texas, there's a bill they're trying to pass, mm-hmm. and it insists that no individual student should feel discomfort, guilt, anguish, or any other form of psychological distress on account of the individual's race or sex, right? So this is what they're what trying to put forward. There's, this is the reason why they don't want to teach critical race theory in school because they think kids are not going to, well, obviously white children, Caucasian children, they're going to feel a lot of guilt. They're going to feel a lot of guilt. They they don't. So they are trying to protect protect 
white children. But I don't think they should be protected. I don't think they need to be protected either. It's not they shouldn't be. I don't think they need to be. They, they, don't, they don't need, need to be. These protection. Are just words on they, they would be <laughs> teaching them, teaching them to treat everybody the same, yeah. not to treat black people yeah, differently. It's no different right? than so teaching it's the them history of anything else. It's teaching them to teach everybody the yeah, same. Sure, the U.S. needs to right their wrongs, and, and they need to admit to their wrongs, but they need to teach children, Caucasian children especially, that they need to teach tr- treat black children the same as they treat another white child. Well, this right? is what killing them, right? You know, you, you talk about righting their wrongs. This is what killing them. The people who are, are talking about this and rejecting it at the highest levels are the ones who, who are feeling the more guilt. Exactly. You know, they, they do feel they, guilt. Yeah, they, they, they're afraid that if the right, if, you know, if all this information comes out, you know, they, will, they, they won't be able to face the public. So they are, they're feeling the, the most guilt. You know, it's like, it reminds me of um, uh, children, of, um, children of, 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 uh, of bad people. For an example, let me use Pablo Escobar because mm-hmm. he's dead. It reminds me of children of Pablo Escobar, right? Um, his kids and his wife and all these people have to go into hiding because how can you, you have to change your name. Yeah. How can you live with a name as Escobar when you when your father has done committed so much atrocities, <laughs> you know, um, in the world, right, or in the country, and known as the global kingpin, um, a cocaine kingpin? Mm-hmm. So you got to go hide. You got to go go change your name, mm-hmm. right, in order to to be a to to be a part of society. Mm-hmm. You don't want nobody to know that you're related to these people, right? So it's the same thing with these people. They know what their parents. And forefathers and the atrocities they committed, and they don't want to go change their names. Yeah, <laughs> so the, the thing is, they they <laughs> don't want their children to take historical responsibility for their sins, for the things that they've done, all but their they're, sins, they're right? Their children, however, to carry it on. <laughs> they, in retrospect, they really are teaching they their children are. to They're do that. They are literally teaching but their children to carry you, it on. You made a very good point. Me. You made a very, very good point, Lincoln. Yeah. Oh, um, really? You did make a good point. Oh, thank you. And this is what I'm saying about it. Um, if your father is a murderer, right, your father killed someone, it doesn't make you a murderer. You can go on with your life. You can learn. You can educate people. You can do something else with your life. You don't have to be a murderer. And that's the point. So even though they believe that their children will take responsibility for it and feel guilt, they won't because they're not their parents. And that's why it's important to educate students about critical race theory because they have a mind of their own. They can make their own decisions and they can definitely make positive change. So yes, Lincoln, my sweetener today is, yes, critical race theory needs to be taught. There can be positive outcome from this because children would be learning about their ancestors, learning what they did, how it was wrong. 
they will realize they're not their ancestors, they're not their parents, and they will learn to treat black children the way they treat their white friends, with respect. Give them what's due. I do believe teaching it will make a positive difference. And on my end, what am I doing to make a difference? I am educating my children in my house about these things so that when they go out and people say things to them, they may feel uncomfortable. They won't make the same mistake that I made. They won't brush it off. They will actually turn around, talk to the situation, and educate the person in front of them so the person will know how they made my child feel and why what they did was wrong. So yes, parents, teach your children because we need to make a positive change, a difference. Things can be different for your grandchildren. Things can be different for the next generation. It is possible. That is what my sweetener is today, and that's what I'm sticking to, Lincoln. Yeah, you know, my, my, my youngest is in about a university that is about 99% white. And um, it's funny because she feels racism. We have this conversation very often. She feels racism only from um, uh, a, a very tiny percentage of the kids, and you know that's their parents taught them that. And But the majority of the tension and racism that she feels comes from her old professors. <laughs> Can you believe that, right? And uh, And so what you find is... Um, those are the people that I'm talking about that needs to die out, the old guards, right? And uh, so for the change is going to happen. My takeaway from this is that we as black folks need to start fighting for something with teeth, something that's going to really help our community. Critical race theory is like the civil rights. It's like sprinkling black pepper. It's dust. It's, it has no teeth. And it's, it, it's the educating. The impact is going to be probably 100 years from now. We can't wait that long, okay? I'm talking about we need something with teeth that in five or ten years, there's a huge impact in the black community, just like the George Floyd impact. The George Floyd carry an impact, which makes Aunt Jemima step up, this one step up, big corporations doing this, because they understand the importance of black money, Right? You know, black money now decide, well, we ain't going to give you our money anymore. So all of a sudden, they're stepping up. <laughs> so these are the impact that we want, right? And the critical race theory, like the civil rights movement, is not going to give us that. Um, we're fighting for something without teeth. And I think that we need to stop that. This has been the, the problem with black people in the U.S. for a very long time. We fight for things that has no teeth. We need to pick up arms, go to war, and make the change. That's my takeaway. Thank, thank you, Lincoln. And my takeaway, once again, is educate, educate, educate. Go out there and educate yourself. It is really important to know what's going on in the world, what's going on around you, and what affects you. Because a lot of times we turn a blind eye, eye to this, and we end up losing out. So educate yourself learn about critical race theory, see how it can make a difference in your life and your surroundings and the way people treat you, interact with you. 
And on that note, before I end Lincoln, is there anything you would like to add? Economics, 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 black folks. That's all you need. Thank you, Lincoln. (laughs) And on that note, I would like to thank you for making lemonade with us today. Be good to yourself. Give thanks for all that you have because you do have a lot. And feel free to email us at info at LemonadeLounge.com for inquiries or to be on our show. That's LemonadeLounge, L-M-N-A-I-D, Lounge.com to be on our show. Thank you. Make it a great week. Black money, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep your money black. (laughs) Thank you.